In this episode of Monday Moments, we're talking about compassion, so sit back, stay tuned for more. Hey there, welcome back to a new episode of Monday Moments. We're back. We're back. It's been a minute. <laughs> we uh, we took a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, every summer, we take about 40 days and we observe Sabbath. And by observe Sabbath, what I mean is we celebrate Sabbath and the gift that um, God gave to us through rest. So we took a little bit of a break, uh, yeah. as we do with some of our other ministries around our church. Uh, and then we had uh, a few weeks of just kind of some one-offs. We had a baptism service, some guest speakers. So now we are starting a new series about compassion. And yeah. so we are <clears throat> excited to be back uh, bringing you Monday Moments. And this is the show in which uh, we take the sermon from Sunday and we just talk a little bit more about it. So yeah. if this is your first time here, welcome. And uh, without further ado, let's jump into it. Yeah. So we started a new series, as I mentioned uh, just a second ago, on compassion. Uh -huh. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, we have done a series on compassion, I want to say, a, maybe even two years ago now. Yeah, probably it's, a couple years now. Yeah, so, um, and it was great. It's a, it's really a amazing topic when you dive into how important of a role compassion played mm. throughout the entire Bible, not just the New Testament. You know, Jesus saw the crowds and had compassion on them. That's absolutely part of it. But then going back and through the Old Testament, you see the moments in which God had compassion on his people and he relented. Yeah. Um, so maybe for anybody watching or listening to this that wasn't there Sunday morning, could you give maybe kind of just a, a real quick overview, recap, and maybe, you know, what's the big idea? Yeah, so big idea. We're, we're talking about compassion. And so anytime you see the word compassion, um, it always represents a turning point. There is an, there's an expected direction that things should go. Right. And, and it shifts from that direction. Mm -hmm. something, something takes place. We talked about yesterday that, you know, we talked about the definition of compassion. I think that there's, a, there's an important distinction. I think that there's a lot of people we feel sorry for yeah. other people, yeah. um, and 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 feeling sorry for someone looks like, man, I'm really I'm really sad that they're in that position. Compassion takes it a step further. It recognizes the the plight that a person is in, and then it moves towards helping to relieve that burden. And anytime we would see that show up in Scripture, it's always in that sense that there is a recognition of the plight, and then there is a move yeah. towards relieving that. And so we started yesterday uh, talking about the Father. We actually talked about um, the the story of the, the prodigal son, which, which unfortunately kind of gives the understanding that there's this one Right. son, but there's actually two uh, very lost sons in this. And we we talked about the father's response mm -hmm. to both of those yeah. and the willingness of the father. It says that he he saw the young son and he had compassion and he he went to him, he ran to him. Mm -hmm. uh, but then we, we see this very beautiful example of this older brother who has removed himself. Um, he believes that he is owed things because of what he has done, not because of who the father is. Um, and we see the father do the same thing with the older son. He, he leaves where he is at and he goes to, he, uh, the Bible actually uses, uh, a word that, that means to come alongside. He comes alongside, wow. uh, the place that that son is in his, yeah. in his plight. That's good. And I, you know, that makes me think of, uh, well, and let me, phrase this in the form of a question. Would you say that it's similar to um, when you talk about compassion, mm -hmm. taking it a step further, not just feeling sorry for someone, but being moved 
to a, a place of action. Would you say that's similar to what uh, James describes as saying, um, you know, if your faith only says mm. keep warm and well fed, but you don't do anything to meet yeah. that need, then your faith is useless. Would you say that that's similar or kind of along the same lines? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that, um, you know, James's, James's famous statement is faith without works is dead. Right. Um, you know, that it should, it should produce something. And I think that if we are going to put a name to what it is that, um, that, that prompts that, like if, if I don't, if I'm not willing to even recognize the plight or, you know, the, the brother, the brother looked at the older brother, looked at the younger brother, and he obviously is an example of what compassion does not look like yeah. because he essentially says like he deserved what he got. Right. And, and I think that that's what keeps us from moving mm-hmm. towards that mm-hmm. in people's life. And, and what James is saying is like, look, faith should produce. Why? Because my faith is in Christ. And, and if my faith is in Christ, then I understand what Christ has done for me. Yeah. And as a result of what he has done for me, I am now called to go and do for other people. Likewise. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So, so why now, why, why compassion? Uh, you know, again, we, we did a, a series on compassion a couple of years ago. What, what do you feel like the Lord was maybe saying to you and in, in saying, I, I think we need to talk about compassion right now. Yeah. I think specifically when, when we look at and, and, and the way that I am looking at compassion through this series is I'm looking at it as a turning point. Mm. And so <clears throat> every time we look at compassion, we're looking at it as a turning point. Got it. For the story yesterday, Jesus is telling this parable. He sets it up very interestingly. He tells two stories that are very, um, they're very easy to get behind for the listeners. Now, the primary listeners, um, there were a lot of people, I'm sure, that were there listening, but the primary people he was speaking to were the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They had, uh, or the Pharisees and the scribes, uh, correction, um, and so that, that was his primary intended audience. And so he tells two stories. He tells the story of the, the shepherd who lost a sheep. One mm-hmm. percent. One sheep out of a hundred. And they go after it, and he redeems that sheep, and then they come back and they celebrate, and everybody is in agreement. Absolutely, you would go and do that. And then he tells a story about a lost coin. A woman has ten coins. She loses one, ten percent of her value. And she finds it, and <clears throat> they have all sorts of uh, celebration after it, and everybody is in agreement. And then he tells a story of a man who has two sons. Half of his, half of his worth has, has deserted him and left him. And everybody is expecting, they're hearing the story of this young man, and they're thinking, you know, this, this kid absolutely deserves what he got. And then he goes and he does something very Jewish. He describes the Jewish process of repentance. I will go back, not as a son, but as a slave, and I will pay back Mm. my sin. I will earn my way back into my father's home. And everybody is expecting at this point that the story is going to conclude with, and this son came back and he the, the father put him out, and he kept him at a distance, and he made him earn it, and he had to make sure that his, his apology was sincere. And, yeah. and then even then, there was a, a period of time. But Jesus does something, and it begins with that word compassion. Mm. The father saw him from a long off, and he felt compassion. Mm. Here's where the story shifts. Yeah. 
And and everything that I'm looking at in this series when it comes to compassion is about the shift. Yeah. It, it's going to go a different direction. Wow. And so anytime you see that word compassion, you know something is about to deviate from what we would expect it to to something completely unexpected. And that's really what the the entire message of the gospel is about. I mean, when you read John 3.16, yeah. what, is, what is so hard about what we hear in the gospel is that it was so unexpected. Yeah. God so loved the world. So you're, okay, God loves the world that he sent his only begotten son. Yeah. Wait a second. Didn't he also love his son? that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Now, we know that when God sent his son, what he sent his son to do was to die for us. I mean, there is there is so many things that begin to become uncomfortable with that, and I think that that's, that's the hesitation when it comes to compassion, is that it goes against our, our human nature, hmm. If if it was if it was natural, yeah, you know, we know that it's not a part of our human nature, but it's a part of our, it's a part of our our, our heavenly nature, our yeah. our adoptive nature yeah. in that regard. And so, whenever we see that word compassion, it will always represent a, a, a shift, a turning point. Yeah. Um, and that's what compassion should look like in our life. It should be unexpected. It should yeah. be, um, it, it should be unthought of. Yeah. And I think the challenge, at least in my life, uh, is the balance between having a sense of justice mm. and having a sense of mercy. Yeah. And what's the balance there? Because when we see somebody do something wrong, when I do something wrong, it's, you know, yeah, there's a consequence. Well, I, yeah. We teach our kids, you know, when you make a bad choice, there's a consequence. Yeah. And 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 vice versa, when there's a, a good choice, there's a good consequence, right? Yeah. Um, and yet, we never expected... As you read the Old Testament, mm-hmm. all of the laws of, of God's holiness, God's justice, um, I don't, I, kind of going into when you say it was unexpected, the whole message of the gospel was turning the script on its head. We didn't expect God's justice to be carried out through his own self-sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And that mercy that we didn't deserve and we couldn't pay for, yeah. he paid for. Yeah. And so, and I think you even said this in your uh, sermon this past Sunday, it's freely we have received, freely yeah. we have been given. So yeah. now we ought to freely do the same. Yeah. And so I think then the struggle is, if you see something that is unjust, mm-hmm. how do you maintain a sense of justice and right and wrong, but at the same time, remember mercy, you know, remember compassion and yeah. Yeah, I, you know, obviously... Um, we we see God's people suffer. Yeah. There was a there was a um, there was a consequence for God's people whenever they whenever they sin. There's a consequence now. Yeah. I, I teach my yeah. kids all the time. Look, it's if 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 you if you make bad decisions, there's going to be bad outcomes. Yeah. Oftentimes, with those, this is not a God was not a helicopter parent that was just always hovering over his children trying to make sure that they didn't screw up. Like he gave them the opportunity. Yeah. And Israel failed over and over. Like if we're just looking at the Old Testament right mm-hmm. now, 
like there was there was no um, there was no sacrifice that had been made yet that would cover their sins. I mean, they had the law, and they had animal sacrifice. Like that was what was required in those things, and and Israel continued to blow it, and and it, there's even instances where God was like, "I'm going to wipe out my people," yeah. and and yet He had compassion. And he chose to restore them unto himself. Now, they still suffered. There was still that suffering. Israel was in exile. When we talk about it in Nehemiah, Nehemiah chapter 9, list a number of times, three or four times through Nehemiah 9, where it says that, but God's compassion had compassion on them. Now, they had just spent 70 years in exile. You know, but God's compassion. And so it's not a matter of whether or not there are consequences for our actions as much as it is that God doesn't, um, God doesn't make us pay unduly yeah. for these things. Yeah. And, and, and especially when we repent and we come back to him. And I think that that's the, the really challenging thing in a lot of this. We, we see a conclusion in yesterday's story for the younger son. Yeah. He comes back and he says, Father, I was wrong. And immediately, immediately he is welcomed back into mm. his father. And I think that you cannot, when it comes to those things, I don't think that you can, you can minimize the value of repentance. Um, now, the repentance came on the other side of the father's compassion. But for the older son, we don't see that same conclusion. Yeah. We, we, we're, we're kind of left with this cliffhanger. There's, there's kind of these eight, eight stanzas in the, the story about the younger son. There's only seven mm. in the older son. There, there's, there's one missing. Wow. And again, I think that it, it, it sets up, and for the, for the Jewish person that was there, they're seeing all of this alliteration in the language that he's using about what the implications were these things were. And then he leaves it with this big question mark. What happened to the older son? And I think that, again, for for those that were there, those Pharisees and those scribes, he was absolutely describing the way that they act towards these things. And was kind of letting them write the end of their story with that. Yeah. Will we will we allow God's compassion towards us to change us? Yeah. And I think for us to see ourselves as the older brother yeah. in that story, I think is really challenging it and, is. and really um, humbling. Yeah. And that we all have the capacity to become that older brother who says, you know, maybe I deserve this because of my yeah. good works, uh, because I didn't God go off me something. Exactly. Yeah. Or this is offensive because here's my younger brother who went out and squandered and brought shame upon himself, yeah. our family, did what was ceremonial unclean. Um, how, how could you even think about restoring him, yeah. bringing him back? And, yeah. And, uh, you know what's what's interesting, and I didn't share yesterday, but what's interesting about this story is that as the older brother, the older brother in the Jewish community had the responsibility of protecting the honor of his father. Wow. And and 
Jesus doesn't say anything about the older brother trying to stop the younger brother from doing these things. Mm. I think that there's part of it that he probably, you know, I mean, if we were to if we were to play out the story, and again, this was a parable that Jesus was telling, but if you play out that scenario, you wonder, you know, maybe maybe the older brother was happy to see the younger brother go. Maybe he he wasn't trying to stand in the way of these things. But it would have been known to this Jewish community that the older brother absolutely had fault in this because he didn't stand in the way and it was probably you know thought he was thought he was better thought you know what fine let him let him go do what he wants to do um, everything else now is mine yeah. and I kind of have him out of my out of my out hair. of my hair right now yeah 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 that's good was there anything just in kind of wrapping up um, that really stood out to you as you were preparing for this sermon? Um, you know, I think the prodigal son is a, a story that a lot of people are very familiar with. Um, certainly one that we've taught on. Yeah. Um, was there anything that really stood out to you as you were preparing for this message? Yeah, I think just the, um, I think sometimes we almost romanticize about being the younger brother, but we ignore the fact that on the other side of salvation, the temptation is always to become like the older brother. Yeah. All of a sudden, the, the sin that we suffered with is is no longer a place that we show compassion to others, but um, we tend to judge from the place that we're at. And I think that especially now in... It just the the place in the world that we're at, I see so much, um, I see so much vitriol towards people who life maybe is not quite as I, I refined. You know, I, I think that we would use all sorts of ways mm-hmm. to describe the areas of our life that we feel like we're holier than other people, yeah. and yet the one who the one who had no fault in this was the father. The one who had all of the right to the property and to the things, he had all of the authority. He had all of the rights. He was the one who showed compassion. And I think that we are, um, I know that I was convicted that we are, we are living in a time that the church could use showing some more compassion because it was it was ultimately compassion that restored and and ultimately i think that our our commitment should be significantly more influenced by a heavenly kingdom than by an earthly one yeah. and i think that we have definitely become very consumed with more consumed with an earthly kingdom than a heavenly one. And what that does is it it means that there's a lot of people who only see our emphasis on this one when this one is not eternal. Yeah. yeah. And I want to be a representative of a higher kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. <clears throat> I think it's a good reminder, as especially if you spend a lot of time, I think, in the church. I'll speak for myself. You know, it, it can be easy to forget what it was like when we 
came to that moment of realizing I'm a sinner and yeah. I need a savior. And I think we forget that. I know I, I can. Yeah. And, and I think to re- be reminded of that means that we've got to have the same compassion towards other people, mm-hmm. regardless of how we feel about it, that God, that God does, you know, yeah. Christ is asking us, commissioning us yeah. to go out to all the world, make disciples yeah. and make uh, disciples of, of who, of, of him. Yeah. Of the lost, especially especially of the undeserving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To seek, yeah. the Son of Man came to seek, seek and, and save, save the lost. lost. Yeah. yeah, and I think one, just my own personal closing thought, listening to kind of our discussion, whether, you know, if you look at the woman who lost one coin, mm-hmm. the shepherd who lost one sheep compared to 99, you would think, ah, even if I let that sheep go, it's really not much of a loss. Yeah. But I think in Jesus sharing a parable like that, it says each one has value. Yeah. Regardless of how we might uh, estimate yeah. the worth of whatever that thing is. And I think that goes to show that people have value yeah. because they were created in God's image. And I think we have to be reminded of that and remember that in every single interaction we have with everybody. Christian, non-Christian, you know, it's like when Paul said, make the most of every opportunity. Yeah. Let, let your conversations be seasoned with salt. Yeah. Um, and remember that that people are valuable. People are made in the image of God. Yeah. Yeah. So well, thank you so much for spending yeah. some time uh, going over your sermon. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Monday Moments. It's good to be back. And we want to thank you so much for being a part of this. If you are new and you haven't had a chance to uh, hit that subscribe button, we want to encourage you to do that because we want to bring uh, content like this to you on a regular basis. Uh, we are also now on all major podcast platforms. So if you want to consume this in more of an audio-only format, you can do that by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and just about any podcast platform that you can think of. So be sure to check us out there too if maybe you want to listen to this while you're commuting, at work, at the gym, on a walk, wherever. So thank you so much again for joining us for another episode of Monday Moments, and we'll see you next week.